0: Well here we are folks. The 2020 season is officially over and the 2021 season is off in the distance. We can see it just over the horizon. So far 2021 has been a good start for the Jaguars. We're one Urban Meyer away from getting teal as our primary color for our jerseys. What else can Urban Meyer do? How about those stimulus checks? Before we gawk at Trevor Lawrence's ass cheeks and take a look at the potential of the 2021 draft class, we have to take a look at the 2020 draft class and how they did last season. As Aristotle once said, if you don't know where you're coming from," You better not go fishing, I think. Let's get into the video. The 2020 season was a season that almost didn't happen. With the pandemic looming, it was no sure thing. But that didn't stop Tom Brady from walking around without his mask, sneezing and coughing on everyone that allowed this season to happen. The season wasn't the same. Stadiums had no fans, and those that allow fans didn't have the same impact. Hanging out with cardboard cutouts, trying to fight six feet apart. I swear, bro, if it wasn't for COVID, I'd break your fucking shit. Rookies came into the NFL, and their first experience with the professional football was a Zoom meeting with their head coach. Probably not wearing pants. Not a good sight if your coach is Doug Marone. But if it's the Browns coach, now we're talking. Tough for rookies to deal with. But you know what else is tough? Eating a whole box of cereal. I thought it was going to be pretty easy, but I honestly struggled. Let's take a look at the 2020 NFL draft class for the Jaguars, and we'll give them a grade from a scale of the classic 8F, starting with first-round pick C.J. Henderson. Am I allowed to give this one an incomplete? He only played eight games, and he showed some flashes of good play, but he also showed some flashes of bad play. According to PFF, he had a grade of a 57.9, and I think that's bad. But I also don't always pay attention. I usually just take their number when they say a player is good and use it in arguments. Henderson finished with 32 tackles, one forced fumble, and a pick. Say he played a full 16 games and we double his stats, it would be 64 tackles and 2 interceptions. That would be close to former first round pick by the Jaguars and Jalen Ramsey. He had 65 tackles and two interceptions. But he also had a PFF grade of an 82.3. I'm assuming that's better than 57 if my math is right. And I will say it's tough for any corner in his league, especially when your defensive line cannot generate any pressure on the quarterback you're covering back there for ages. Our next first-round pick was Caleb Chishon a.k.a. Swiper still swiping, Kalevon Chason had a tough rookie year, it seemed. He finished with 13 tackles and one sack, giving him a PFF grade of a 49.6. But as the season went on, he got his feet wet, and he definitely played at a more consistent level towards the end of the season. Of course, it doesn't help when your genius defensive coordinator has two 3-4 edge rushers running a 4-3. What, you're telling me he's never rushed a passer with his hand in the dirt? You son of a bitch, I'm in. While his stats definitely don't pop out on the screen, he showed some flashes towards the end of the season, and for that, I give him a C minus. Moving on to our next draft pick, Huncho Visca, aka LaVisca Chenault. Honcho Visca was our most productive drafted rookie the most productive rookie overall, went undrafted. Chanel finished with 58 catches, 600 yards, and 5 touchdowns. To give you a comparison, DJ Shark, probably our best wide receiver, in his rookie year, only had 14 catches for 174 yards. In his sophomore season, he recorded 1,000 yards and tacked on 8 touchdowns. So if that's any indication, I'm expecting LaVisca Chanel to have 3,000 yards and 25 touchdowns. And if he falls any short of that, I'm calling a bust. But on a serious note, I'm giving LaVisca a B-plus for this season. Up next is Devon Hamilton. Devon Hamilton is a guy who doesn't necessarily put up a lot of numbers on his stat sheet. He does a lot of the little things. Little things like making sure the laundry's done, choosing what Netflix movie to watch, ordering pizza. BFF gave him a grade of 53.9, which is bad. But again, I think his role in a team was not to necessarily stuff the stat sheet, but do his job so others stuff their stat sheet. Unfortunately, he went down due to injury, but a rookie coming in, stealing the starting spot, I give him a B. Up next is Josiah Scott. I generally don't remember him being on the field, but he finished the 2020 season with 10 tackles, so I give him a C. When in doubt, go C. We then picked up Shaquille Quarterman, who was basically a special teams guy for us. He had a total of four tackles on the season. Um, that's more than I would get, so uh, I give him a C. Fifth round pick Daniel Thomas saw the field a few times this season. He dealt with some injuries, so he didn't finish the season, but he did get a pick, so C+. Colin Johnson was the next pick, and he had himself a solid season as a rookie. The fifth-round skyscraper hauled in 18 catches for 272 yards and two touchdowns, which then gave him a PFF grade of a 73.4, which gives him a little green symbol on PFF, and from what I've gathered over the years, green is good. Johnson provided a big target for the Jaguars, coming down with a lot of contested catches, and could definitely be a red zone threat in the future, so for this season, I give him a B2. Next on the list is Jake Luton, good old bamboo tree. He came out hot. His first completion in the NFL was a bomb to DJ Shark and then it just totally went downhill from that and he lost his starting spot to Mike Glennon. I give him a C plus for trying. Next we pick Tyler Davis. Honestly, I don't think I've seen him suit up at all. I feel like I remember one time he dropped the pass. I could be totally wrong. So should I give him a C? That would be pretty nice. I feel like he he could use a C. And last but not least, we have Chris Claybrooks who was drafted specifically to be a return specialist for the Jaguars. And every time he was back there on kickoff, he just dropped the ball. So we never actually got to see him do that so that's no fun he did fill in that corner which he probably wasn't expecting to but life comes at you fast and he finished with a pff grade of a 55.4 but i'm gonna be nice to the guy he wasn't supposed to be a starting corner for us but he was thrust into that position he did the best he could i give him a c why not and of course i have to mention james robinson he went undrafted but for what he did this season i definitely got to put him on the list especially to make me feel better so james robinson he earned a grade of an A+. Run James Robinson. Not the easiest rookie class to evaluate. The team did not have a lot of talent and a lot of rookies who were drafted for depth were thrust into the starting spot due to injuries and just generally they're the best guy available. And it was even hard to see that who was doing their job or not. Offense of course was hard to judge because we had three different QBs all that similarly gave us the best chance to win according to Doug Marone. But for James Robinson and LaVisca Chanel to put up the numbers they did you definitely got to give them some credit. Defense was hard to judge because we basically traded away all our talent and did a whole revamp. We had a really bad defensive coordinator, so I'm not going to be too hard on those guys. So the jury's still out on this draft class, of course. But next year, I think we'll play at a more consistent level, which would give us a better idea of what these guys truly bring to the table. And next year, we'll be playing more consistent because of Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence just finished his pro day, and next week I'm probably going to do a video on his pro day and what we saw from him that day. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for all those who subscribe to my channel. Your support means a lot to me. Don't forget to hit the like button and I'll see you next video.